stop your freewheeling. It's time for China Spoiler! China Spoilers, a weekly podcast discussion of living in China while making videos and putting them on YouTube. I am your host, Emily, and with me as always is Peter. Another host. We are coming to you live from lovely Wu Studios in Luzhou, Sichuan, China. It is a balmy and sticky, hot, hot summer day here. Um, again, it's our summer break, so we don't really have too much in the way of structure, so let's kick it off with How's Your Uncle and see what happens. All right, like I said, it is summertime and super humid. Oh my God, it's so hot. <laughs> it's so noisy. I know, we say this every week, but it does just keep getting hotter and more humid. To the point where like, people are gonna leave town at some point, right? I am. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like, like much of France, um, for different reasons, August, everybody just leaves Lujo. Um, I think the French all go on vacation in August. That's what I've heard. Um, but yeah, it's unbearably terrible in Lujo, so everybody just leaves for the month of August. I think my school, or every school I've been at, tries to put on, to make a little extra cash, tries to put on an August summer summer event um but the parents are like no <laughs> we're leaving we're not sending our kids to school so it always like gets canceled which is nice um but my basil plant is loving it this is your weekly basil update so the leaves are getting nice and full um they're almost big enough to start harvesting and eating them and as so it's three seeds in this little plot little pot that i wasn't even sure if they would sprout at all but they have and so I'm now thinking about our grocery store has a tiny gardening section about getting three individual pots for each plant is what they're called. <laughs> That's what that is. Um, and seeing what happens there. I've never, nothing has ever lived this long. Um, so it's very exciting and we can eat it. I feel like a farmer. You're, it's going to be ready to eat before you leave, right? Oh yeah, we'll be ready to eat. I think we can start eating them this week. Start eating them? It's going to take us that long. Well, I mean, there's a lot of leaves, and once you pick the leaves, more leaves grow if you pick them in the right way. But I a think... pizza's pretty big. Well, yeah, I guess maybe we could we could cover one pizza, and then if more leaves grow... I think you have to like leave the top two leaves, and then it will keep growing more leaves. Um, huh. That's what I read. I'll have to check. Mom, if you know. <laughs> so while you're gone, what am I going to have to do to it? Um, water it every other day. Every other day. Yeah. I mean, if it if it's not humid out, <laughs> you could water it every day, but it's... Basil has a risk of molding, I guess. And so if it's overwatered, um, mold grows and it gets unhappy. Um, and it's just... The soil just needs to be damp, and so I've found that every other day is enough for it to be damp. What with our humidity factor? Yeah, yeah. It does not. It's not drying out ever. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's exciting. The basil plant is coming along. Um, I got a Rubik's cube knockoff yesterday. Maybe we can have a basil pizza party. Okay. As, as our podcast. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Stay tuned. Um, switching gears, no basil, <laughs> I bought a Rubik's Cube knockoff at the grocery store as an impulse buy yesterday. I came with a little baby one too. Yeah, I don't know why, it's a set of like <laughs> a normal size one and then a tiny one. And I can tell you the difference between the knockoff and the real thing is that the turn action is not as good. There's like less friction, but that means... That the uh, like when you're turning one layer, the other layers kind of get misaligned, and so it's it's harder to turn. Which I don't know if that's a flaw 
Or if you get really good, that's better for speed cubing. I think that's for holding you back. I mean, you're not going to be able to like get those moves in. Well, if, competition. if it is, if it's not misaligned, you can like move pretty fast. But if it is misaligned, and this is a bigger problem on the smaller one actually than the bigger one. Right. Um, but yeah, so I I I looked it up online because I don't have time to figure out. Someone's already figured out Rubik's Cube. <laughs> so I looked up online the solution. And it's not a solution. It's like an algorithm to use. It tells you, like, get the correct... So if you don't know, on a Rubik's Cube, there's only one right place for every block, right? Okay. Um, I never played the game. Uh, of course you haven't. <laughs> but, like, because you think of it like color face, color face, color face. But it's possible to have, like, this color face right... But if, you, the, if you've chosen the wrong side colors, it's not going to be eventually right. Because the middle guys of each face don't move. So there's only one possible place to put each block and have it be right. And so the algorithm tells you, like, try to float this piece. A piece tells you the relative position to try to float your pieces into that they're likely to be in. And then, like... The series of moves to get it from here to here. Um, okay. So it's not, it is cheating, but it's not like it makes it super duper easy. Um, so which is all to say that I can brag that now I can get two layers correct in a fairly short amount of time. The top layer I'm still working on. Um, but well, it's good that they got the, the little one so you can bring it on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I will. It's a long flight. I'm going back to America in a week and a half. A week and a half. Well, two weeks. Two and yeah. a half weeks, maybe. Um, I've kind of wished away the last week of summer school. But <laughs> I, still, I do still have to live through it. Um, you get to play like last week of school the way that you would normal? No, because babies don't know. Yeah. Babies aren't like, woohoo, I passed the region. It's not now. I don't have to do anything. Like, there's still... The the thing about teaching babies is it's all about, like, sp spending time with them and helping them manage their emotions through that time. And then, like, maybe teaching them some stuff along the way. Because um, it's kindergarten, but in China, kindergarten is really preschool. So I have, like... Kids from two years old up to, I think I have a few six-year-olds, but it's mostly around two, three, and four, um, which is, you know, it's a, it's an experience. Yeah. I but I have become I'm very good at getting upset babies to calm down. I think I've always because I am I'm like a quiet calm person especially in China I'm very like comparatively quiet so the babies do really like sitting with me um, and if they're upset like I'm a good calming presence um, so if you're so upset come over and sit with me <laughs> um, this there was a, a, an a event a, a moment in time last week so Juliet is like two, I think. And she is just, for three weeks straight now, is not happy to be there. She doesn't, she hasn't really made friends with the other kids. She prefers to be with the teachers. And she kind of cries for her parents all day. And now she's gotten to a point where if a teacher is holding her, including me, um, she calms down. But if you put her down, then she just gets really upset. And so I was holding her, and we're getting ready for dinner. And then another girl... A little bit older, maybe two and a half. Two two and a half year olds kind of got in a little scuffle, and then so Nikki, the loser of the scuffle, came over and was like hugging me too, and so she was crying, and so I'm holding Juliet, and she's crying, like crying enough that like she's getting tears on me, um, which always feels weird when someone is crying on you. 
Um, so I'm like calming them both down and we're calm, calm, calm. And then another kid is like, Emma, can you come over here? And I just go, no, I've got all these sad girls. And one of my co-teacher helping aides had enough English to understand what I said. And she was just like, I've got these sad girls. And she laughed. And so I felt good for making her laugh. Um, and I felt good for making the girls not crying. Not happy. Nikki, <laughs> Nikki got happy, but then Juliet, Juliet only gets happy when she goes home, I think. <laughs> but yeah, so that's adventures in school. It's Fair a, enough. It's a weird life, but... That's almost over. That's almost over. You got still your basic popcorn, a movie. Yeah, popcorn and movie on Friday, so that's, Friday's a nice day. And then you're out. And then I'm out. Um, how prepped are you and ready for America? Yeah. But then, how prepped am I for America? Yeah. Are you ready? Not really. Are you hat? No, I'm not you leaving for hat? like, it's almost half a month away. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta buy some presents for some people. Um, but we'll have some time to go shopping. Ooh. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, what, 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 what do you buy? <laughs> I don't know. The as the problem is, so last time I went back to America, it was mid-autumn festival, which is about mid-September. And so there's a traditional food which is packaged and travels well. So I was able to like bring the cultural festival to America. And the food was? And the food was mooncakes. And my sister was having a wedding, and so there was all these wedding events. And so I asked her if I could bring mooncake to one of them, because I didn't want to steal the show. And she was very but I also, with them, right? Some, uh, somebody knew about them. They wanted to try them. Oh, my aunt! My aunt wanted to try them, who is a chef. Um, so she was, like, very excited. Um, so there was some anticipation. Yeah, and then... Yeah, because it was also like, well, if I piggyback onto this party, that's, like, maximum distribution of the presents. <laughs> um, so my, my sister was cool with it, and... So I brought the mooncake, and they were a hit. It, there, some of them were weird flavors, but like that's kind of part of the fun. One of them was squid ink, oh. um, which there were some gourmands there, so they were like, "Oh, that's so exciting!" And then some people were like, "Is there peanut oil in any of this?" And I had to be like, "I don't know what's in any of this. If you have allergies, you should not eat any of this." But it was like a fun thing. But August. There's like the ghost festival, but that's not really a thing. I don't know what's like Chinesey to bring home that's August. Cause I already brought, the first time we went back, I already brought like the beaded bracelets. I'm running out of like cheap China things to bring home for everyone. <laughs> I don't know, so we'll have to, I'll have to go shopping for that. I mean, at some point it just comes, I mean, you've been here long enough. There's only so many of the traditional I do I do bring like super packs of ramen back. Yeah. <laughs> it's not no, it actually is a little bit different than the top ramen that we have at well, it's home. It's definitely spicier. Yeah, they're different flavors and they're like it's not just a, a salt and sodium package. Mm. Um it's a there'll be a package with like pickled actual vegetables. pickled vegetables or live spices or freeze dried mm -hmm. vegetables. But it's hardly worth bringing all the way on the plane. Well, nobody wants ramen. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, I'm going home to New York. If you wanted, like, real good ramen, you go to a good ramen restaurant. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm not ready to go back. I have a lot of shopping to do. Um, got a few things. You got you got some kids' clothes. Yeah. One kid's clothes. One kid's clothes. <laughs> um, For one kid. For one kid. Not for my nephew anymore. He's old enough that where he's... Like, clothes are fun to give babies because they don't... I mean, some babies care a little bit, but really it's like... Comfort-wise, they probably care. Comfort-wise, but like, in terms of like, design-wise, it's more about like, amusing the parent. Is that yeah. how I look at it? But my nephew is four, and he's like definitely not... Well, he likes his Superman t-shirts and he doesn't really want to wear anything else so he has opinions about clothing um, so he just I think I'd be better to get him Can a toy. Can you graduate to Batman now? 
No, I think he's pretty Superman. Superman-centric. He's a good guy. He's a good guy, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. And then, like, if I buy him something at Toys R Us, that's weird. That's not, like, Chinese. -y. Yeah. Although he'll, he won't mind. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. You've got... It'll have Chinese writing on it, so that's kind of neat. That but might be cool. But yeah. you take the package off from it, and it's just a regular yeah. truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do they have, they have Chinese trucks? Toy trucks? Our fire engines might have different hair. Oh. That could be something. Theo, stop watching. Don't look. <laughs> it's got to be a surprise. I think that's a good idea. If there's, like, yeah, Chinese-looking vehicles, he might like that. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. That's a good idea. There you go. All right. Two down. <laughs> if we can find it. Yeah. Um, oh, the other funny thing that happened to me this week. So my school is next to a housing complex, and we take the kids inside the housing complex for various outdoors activities sometimes just to be outside. And I also think maybe a little bit for advertising, like, hey, this is our school, and look, they have a foreign teacher. Um, but so the guard... The upshot is the guard at this housing complex recognizes me and knows knows what I do. He, we don't like talk to each other, but he knows he knows I'm around. He's seen you walk out of the school. Yeah, and so the other day I'm going into the school and he comes running at me holding a package, hmm. which we've had people deliver mail to us that way before. So I wasn't like completely thrown by people, like, it. In different neighborhoods. Oh neighborhoods yeah, yeah, like oh. This is for you. I mean, it hasn't happened in a while. Our, our delivery is fairly reliable now. But um, it's not out of the question that someone not at our home would have a package for us. It was pretty pretty easy to imagine that a package could get delivered across town and it would find its way to us. Yeah. Just because yeah. there's no... There's three other people. It's one of three yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Well, along those lines, I bought a flashlight at our supermarket um, a few weeks ago. And then, so I brought the flashlight home. And then, I didn't know, it came, because I bought the display, and then the, for whatever reason, she didn't give me like the charger in the box that it came in. Um, it might have been like the end of the night or something. So, they just brought the box to my school. And they were like, my school is like, we have a package for you. And I'm like, I don't, I get packages delivered to my home. I don't send them to the school. Mm. And they're like, no, did you buy a flashlight at the supermarket? And I'm like, yeah. They, the they brought you this, this box with the charger. So it is like, people know how to find us. So anyway, he comes running at me with this package. And then I look at it and I see it is not for me, but it is from abroad. It's from Spain because it has the customs declaration from Spain. And whoever sent it wrote the pinyin. The pinyin is the Roman letters um, that you can use to, to, to write down the character sounds, but they don't actually have any meaning on their own. They're just the sound of the character, but multiple characters have the same sound, so it's not actually usable as a written language here. Um, so the doorman was like looking at it, he's like, I don't know what to do with this. And so I look at it, and somehow I figure out a key to the puzzle is he's not sure even which is the destination destination address, because it's on a different part of the envelope than it would be in a Chinese package. And then another neighbor sees what's happening and she comes over to help. So we like look at it together and figure out like, oh, well, it only has pinion for the name, so that's not going to help. But it does, so it's building blah, 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 apartment, blah, blah, blah. And so we figure it out, and then he's like, oh, thank you, thank you. Which, I don't know, if that school wasn't there and didn't have foreigners there, how would that person get the package? Yeah. Well, we've had I was a... lucky I was there. <laughs> we've had, uh, there was a situation, I think it was in our old building, but uh, where a woman stopped us. I think in the elevator because mm -hmm. she had vitamins that somebody had sent. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Someone had sent her vitamins from America because um, there's a lot of um, food safety and medicine safety scandals in China, so people who can try to buy especially baby formula but also different vitamins um, from abroad, but then those packaging 
are in English, and she's like, I have no idea. And so I like translated for her. She's like, when do these expire? How many times a day? What's the dosage? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it was so like, we just lived in her building. Mm -hmm. And so she like button hooked us and, and well, we had no idea what she wanted in the beginning. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, She just grabbed us off the elevator and was like, follow us. We're like, oh, my God, is everybody okay? Did, did yeah, somebody yeah. fall down? Is somebody hurt? What's going on? And she drives into the apartment. There's... Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Which is, and on the other end, I can't think of anything specific, but I feel like we've dragged people in to help us mm. like that, too. There was a period where you forgetting your key for a while or stuff oh, yeah, like yeah. power goes out or oh yeah that's goes when out our power went out the first time um our cable goes out our neighbors were just coming home we didn't like go bother them but they like really helped us <laughs> like they got the whole thing working for us which is really nice um yeah so people are helpful Again, this keeps coming back to that theme. Yeah. And I'm helpful. That's this week's theme. I'm helpful. Well, it certainly helps. I mean, we've, I guess we've seen this. It was easier when we were at living at the school because everyone knew us and we were part of the school. But in the different neighborhoods that we've lived in here, like, they are quick to, to you know, put us into the group of, of everybody is, like, helpful to us. I, they notice us, they know what we're doing, they... Not like they're keeping an eye on us or anything, but like that they're... Yeah, yeah. They... They got... A, they know what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Which is nice. Yeah, when... And this, I the women last night were, were noticing that I'm trimming down in the elevator. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were, they were pleased to see you walking better and that you're getting slimmer. Yeah. Um... They know what's up. Yeah, and like, yeah, one woman had a, a little baby and she was telling the baby to me, like, Ni hao, ai, ai, ni hao, which ai is auntie, um, which have crossed the threshold from JJ to ai, Ooh. which is, JJ is older sister and ai is auntie, um, which is nicer, I feel like, than going from miss to ma'am. Ma'am just sounds horrible. Hmm. Um, I sounds okay. Well, it's tough because I is also used for like cleaning lady or grandma-ish kind of. Well, yeah, it's a respectful term for an older lady. Hmm. Well, but for grandma, they would say nai nai. Uh huh. Um, the the kids call the security guards yeah yeah, which is grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> which they're not that old, are they? They're older than you. They're definitely not Guga. Hmm. Which is older brother. Ah, as opposed to a little kid, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's ancient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I, I guess, yeah, grandpas are a bit younger here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they might be, like, 60. Hmm. But, so, another school story... So Nikki is one of the younger kids in my class, and she she and I have walked home together a couple times just because, like, we happen to be walking the same way at the same time. We both get out of school at the same time. And she likes to hold my hand as we walk, and she one time started singing a little, Emily, la la la, Emily, la la la. And she's very cute. Um, but something... She's definitely, because I've slipped up a couple of times and referred to her as a baby in front of her, and she doesn't like that. And so she says, well, bush baby, bush jie which means I'm not a baby, I'm an older sister. And so I'm always like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're a big girl. Um, but we're walking down the stairs holding hands, and there is an actual baby that we're about to clothesline. And she and the baby are not paying attention, so I, like, raise her hands, and I'm like, Watch out for the baby, and she, well, what's a baby? What's a jie And then I'm like, no, it's a baby. And then she's like, a baby! <laughs> it's a real baby. Yeah, that's a baby. No, oh, I know what a baby is. I know you're not a baby. <laughs> well, I guess once you graduate that level of, like, was a baby, that was, yeah. that was last week. Yeah, 
And then when you come around to five years old, you like to pretend to be a baby again. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because <laughs> they'll, quickly learn that, that they'll sit on my lap and be like, I'm the baby! Which is better. Sometimes they, in the beginning, they started by making fun of the little kids by calling them babies. And I'm like, let's not get that started. So you get very upset when you call them babies, even though they are. It seems like that happens throughout our entire lives. People go through phases of... Then Want, like, wanting to be a baby yeah. or not? Yeah, I'm the baby again. No, yeah. not, that's not a baby. But I, I want to be the baby. Take care of me. No, don't take care of me. <laughs> no, I take care of you. You are the baby. You are the baby now. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. This is the cycle of life. <laughs> until, you, until you're the last baby. Baby, not baby. Baby, not baby. <laughs> baby, not baby. <laughs> well, I know why. <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's been the life so far this week. It's been it's been tough. I was sick all week. Mm. So I was basically going to work and then coming home and sleeping and then going to work and coming home and sleeping. Um Yeah, your last week of work or your second to last week of work. Yeah. Things are getting but right I, at the ends. Well, and like, I'm too exhausted to go to the gym. The last time I went to the gym was two weeks ago, and it was just like, I was sore the entire rest of the week. Um, so that might have to wait till I go back to vacation. <laughs> um, How long is your, uh, is, when is it up, your membership? In May, I just signed for two years again, so... I've got two more years. So it's not, you don't have a break while you're going on vacation. Nah. But you have a pool there. Soon, they're building a pool. No, I mean at, at, at your parents' house. Oh, yeah, in, in America, there's access to a pool. And no kids to get you sick. And no kids to get me sick, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> and less air pollution and less mm. humidity. Um, so maybe I'll get better for once. Maybe. Or you'll just stay sick for two weeks. <laughs> um, but the other thing we've been doing, we went back and started watching the first season of Seinfeld. Mm. Which, the first episode is famously bad. Mm. And we can attest it's not, it's not, you can see where they're going, but it's not good. But then, like, the second episode is when Art Vandalay is made up. And then the third episode is like an episode I've seen, we've both seen multiple times. Yeah. The door must be closed. <laughs> the cantaloupe joke. Elaine was not there until the second episode. Yeah. She's already totally realized. Yeah, so it's already classic. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. that. I, I think I've seen other parts that must have been pilots or something like that. And yeah. Is that what people were talking about that's so bad? Because I've seen the first season definitely in syndication. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it when it was on. I was in college, so I wasn't really paying attention to it. But did, it's, it's definitely not what people are talking about, but the first season is crap. Yeah, yeah. All the classic jokes in the first five episodes are already there. Yeah. But, like, the very first episode is very uneven... They're at a different diner. There's like a waitress character who never comes back. Elaine's not there. Elaine's not there. Kramer's called Kessler. And his hair's weird. Yeah. And then a weirder, in yeah. a different way. Not, not weird way. <laughs> and the apartment is slightly different looking. He had like a, a, a bay window of some kind. Yeah. Which was weird. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it is. Well, and Mark, this is coming out from watching Office all straight in a row. Yeah. So we're, we're working our way back through the <laughs> back sitcoms Back through sitcom years. history. <laughs> We've already done King of, King of Queens years yeah. ago. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to go back with Seinfeld. Something, something that's you just take for granted in America all through, well, I don't know, when did it start? 90 or something like that? Yeah. Since then, it's always been on TV every day, every night, whenever Maybe you go. Maybe multiple to, times. Yeah, many times. Whenever you turn on the TV, it's there. And to be away from it for so many years and go back, and it is just like sliding into a warm bath. It's it's there. It's comfortable, but you kind of forget like 
how many of your jokes, mm-hmm. when you've been apart from it for so long, like how many of everything that you think about is coming from that, like, that batch of culture. Yeah, yeah. And he has a different dad. Seinfeld's dad is different. Oh, yeah. Um, Some other actor that is familiar, but... But not, not the more not we the, remember. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. Do we have any business? Business? Um, well, most of our business for the week is that the spoilers themselves are proving to being cut up into smaller bits. I got 11 bits out of last week. <laughs> so it may be months before I finish putting out all the ones from last week. And we're making another batch right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of amazing to, 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 to see how much of a, an hour, hour and a half worth of material when you start chopping it down to the bits, I mean, in the podcast way, I don't know, there's not many people that are probably sitting down for an hour and a half to watch something, unless it's like a concert or a sports game or something like that on YouTube. But, um, I mean, like we said before, that's why all your Jimmy Kimmel's and Colbert's and stuff are so popular that you can chop up in little bits. Yeah. Um, So, like, yeah, an hour gives us... (laughs) <laughs> 11 different episodes, which yeah. is longer than it takes. We, we can't put out more than that one episode a week or a day. So, as these. I mean, we are, could, but it's not advisable. Yeah, it doesn't really do you much good, but. If you wanted to watch that much of us. Then watch it all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like putting out the, the main, the full body of it first. If you want to watch it, then fine. If not, then wait a few days and I'll chop them all up into their own little bits. Yeah, because now we've, this is our second or third week, I guess, of the non-live setup. Yeah. Um, so as you can, if you, if you're watching this now, <laughs> you can see that Peter is like, they used to just be a dump out live stream of whatever was captured. No, nothing. No, nothing. Um, and now Initially Peter, it was even two cameras. It was yeah. Just... Peter's now doing a significant amount of editing. Um. Yeah, it takes like a couple of days to go throughout a, a whole... A Including whole putting up, like, um, reference footage. Yeah. Yeah, so in that sense, it's kind What's of fun. What's that called? <laughs> the, the John Oliver Square? <laughs> I mean, you didn't make that up. Square? Broadcast <laughs> News. Yeah. Blurp. Inset? Inset. An inset, that's it. But that's kind of interesting in, like, going into this format, at least for the summertime, um... And probably beyond, because we've been wanting to do this since last year when we did, did live streams. We were like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we actually made it seem like it was, you were watching like late night TV or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's all kinds of technology and just getting getting over the hump of how do we do that? How do we, how do we sit there and talk with something to say for an hour, hour and a half, 20 minutes or yeah. <laughs> what have you. But uh, a lot of it really helps in the editing of being able to sit back and I mean, I guess if you're, I don't know how many people are in a, a, an editing room when something's going live or live to tape, like it's at five o'clock. Oh yeah, like in 11. the control room. Yeah. Yeah. There must be like five, ten people in there at the time, and then there's got to be stuff afterwards that you know, last minute stuff before it goes on air. Um, well, but, yeah, I, I mean, they say live to tape, and I think it is like the. The graphics and stuff, you can dump those all in live. Um, but I know from going to watch Letterman when I was a kid, um, they do film stuff that gets cut out. So there is a little bit of editing, but it's like they're not doing multiple takes. Yeah, and you do like uh, things that are done ahead of time, like skits and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or like, because the, the Letterman taping I went to, they so they filmed the, the show that we were watching and then... They, I guess they were trying out another segment, and they brought out, it was a chef segment, which, side note, chef segments are my very least favorite part of late night shows, um, which is neither here nor there, but I just, I don't like them. Just have a band. Just have a comedian. No one wants to watch chefs. Um, although I guess the Food Network, the existence of the Food Network. Mm-hmm negates that entire thing. Proves, People love watching it. Wrong. People, people like it. I don't like it. 
And I find it upsetting as somebody who can cook to watch some buffoon throw food around all over the place while the poor chef themselves, who's probably like a douchebag anyway, is like <laughs> is, is like trying to put together something and they're trying they're playing the straight man and then you got right. Well, yeah, I guess that's why I don't like it because there's only one shtick is that the chef is trying to make something yeah. and the host is trying to mess with them, which. I mean, the Swedish chef already exists on yeah. Muppets. Like, we don't need more. If you're going to throw food around, I'd rather watch Puppet do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not nearly as entertaining as Frank Oz. Pork, pork, pork. Yeah. Which... Because then it's the same skit over and over and over again. So no matter who, whether it's late night, early morning... Yeah, people yeah. People are going to make same... a couple of raunchy jokes and then, like, yeah. they'll have mimosas and... And then, like, they'll poke at your food and they'll, they'll yeah. make a mess on purpose. They'll make fun of it or yeah. something. So... Side note to the side note, one of the first programming challenges I had when I was studying in college was how to change a translator that changes English to Swedish chef language, really? which is just um, change everything, like the rule is change everything to and then like every set number of words say work, 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 work. What year was that, that that technology was breaking? Well, I, th I think it's actually, if, if any of you have studied computer science or programming, um, let me know. I think it's a fairly, like the first, first ever program you learn to program is to make the screen print Hello World. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, like, after that, I think the Swedish Chef thing is, because it's a pretty basic, like, swap, swapsy, swapsy. Um, Cause it's just it's just like getting used to the logic of the language, um, but that was to 1998 hmm. when I, I was learning C Which between your studying Klingon, I never studied Klingon. I always want this is maybe dorkier is I always wanted to be a person who learned a fake language and then I never did. Although I know several real languages, so um, maybe I can claim my own kind of dork crowd. Wait, that is, are they as useful as Klingon? Well, um, Klingon wouldn't be that useful, so no, they're way more useful to speak real languages. <laughs> I can like get stuff I want in multiple countries, so... Unless you were this weekend at San Diego Comic-Con. Why they don't speak English? They don't speak Chinese in San Diego. <laughs> they might, some parts. Some parts. Oh, you're, uh, you're that I should learn Klingon. Yeah. Is that? I mean, I guess Star Trek, people are still Star Trek fans. Do people still learn Klingon? I don't there like people like that have weddings and stuff in Klingon? Maybe. But Versus... I feel like, like Dothraki or mm. High Valerian is more Game of Thrones languages. For now, although Star Trek is like... On its way back, that's true. That's true. New series. There's the Pacard one. Is Pacard? Mr. Pacard is coming back with a dog. Apparently, I guess that's going to be a big deal. Tarantino's in talks to do the new movie. I think the fake language I wanted to learn most was Elvish. Thank you very much. What? Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. No, from Lord of the Rings. After the movies, because it sounds so. Yeah, that's a, that was originally Tolkien's whole, like, he really made that a real language, right? Yeah, because I think, like, he he and Lewis Carroll, or C.S. Lewis, not Lewis Carroll, C.S. Lewis, he and C.S. Lewis were good friends. Sitting around doing opium, making up languages? Well, C.S. Lewis was very super Christian, so I don't think he was doing oh. opium. Um, but I think they, I might be wrong, but I think they also both had, like, an interest in math and Logic to linguistics. Uh -huh. um, I'm not completely sure, but yes, Tolkien did write, did provide us with Elvish. The movie didn't make that up; he made that up. Mm -hmm. um, Which did R.R. Martin make that up for? I think they hired a linguist for the TV show. I think he maybe like outlined the basics, but then to make it a language people could actually speak. Made a couple like little poetry or songs like Yeah. You know, I believe I might be wrong. If you know, let us know. Comments. <laughs> um 
but I was sorry. Oh, on Letterman, when I went to see Letterman, they had the chef segment that they were trying out for another episode. So like Letterman went and changed his suit and came back and they did the segment and then he like halfway through it was like, nah, this isn't working. And then so they like checked the whole thing. And then they were like, all right, guys, goodbye. And so it was like kind of a, a anticlimactic end, but it is like... Oh, if you mean for like live to tape stuff, how things don't yeah, really yeah, work yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember who the chef was? I do not. That would have been neat. It wasn't... But like we were just like watching the thing on the the Harmony Corinne getting kicked off. Oh, like, yeah. Apparently there was a whole thing. Who is it? He shoved like... Diane Keaton? No, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. He was he was trying to steal. He was rifling through Meryl Streep's pocketbook or something. Because <laughs> right. he was on drugs. Right, and so he got kicked. But the, I mean that that's a whole. Or the what's what's a Harvey Pekar or something or uh, who's that comedian? Um, Bill Hicks. There's lots of stories. Oh yeah, that that's that that, um, what you see on TV. Is, there's actual other drama happening mm. back behind the scenes. What's that show we watched that's all about that? Um, Fo 30, 30 Rock? Fo 30 Rock? The Fo 30 Rock? What did you call that? Um, I don't I don't remember what it's called or what we called it, but mm. it's like the story of a, a late night show from the perspective of the talent booker and the behind the scenes crew. Was it as a modern one? You're not talking about Gary Shanley. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's like from the last couple of years. It's on it's on like pop TV or one of the, the Oh right, right. Was that a, like a, a Tina Fey was like a producer or something on it too? Yeah, there was there was a, a thirty rock connection. Yeah. 30 knockoff? Is that what you called <laughs> it? <laughs> I would recommend this show. It's really funny because it is, it's all the backstage drama of a late night TV show. Yeah, I forgot who the, the woman is who's yeah. the main character, but um, her mom was like super wacky, but she's also been into other things that I can't think of. I forgot that show existed. Me too, but it was really good. Yeah. Um, and you should watch it if you can figure yeah, out what we're talking about. <laughs> Highly recommended a show that you can find if you look at <laughs> A show about a thing that's on a channel. <laughs> it's summer break. There's nothing else on. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah, we're actively not watching. There's like so everything the sh- everything the is so depressing at the moment. Yeah. Every, yeah. It's all hour long. Even stuff that like we want to try. We, well, we tried uh, what, what's the flip flop flipper. Flippity dip, the British show. Oh, Fleabag. Fleabag. Which everyone raves about. We can't get past and the second episode. Yeah. But we're still trying that. There's the, we talked about, which we didn't get back to year years after and, year. Years, years and years. That's just too much anxiety. Yeah. There's Swamp Thing and something about Dark that just looks horrifying for no reason <laughs> to put ourselves through. Well, that's the problem is I don't really like horror. Yeah. You might have to watch those on your own. There's going to be nothing else to watch. We keep just watching Colbert. We're watching a lot of Canadian TV. Oh, that's right. We've got uh, the the gas show. Yeah, Corner Corner Gas, Gas. which is about a a small, 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 small town in Saskatchewan. Which Um, is, like, really... Because, what, it started in the late 90s? Early Early 2000s. Early 2000s? Yeah. It has that leftover Gen X. It feels, yeah, like a 90s. Now, if 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 Kevin Smith was actually Canadian hmm. um, and ran a gas station, it's got that bad quality, no no setup, terrible um, sets themselves. Everyone can just barely act, and all that's like endearing. It's, yeah, so it's really charming and, and like nice to spend time with. The further that we get into it, like the first one, we, we was kind of like, ha ha, that's funny. Yeah. The second one was like, all right. And now we're like, oh, I love this character. Like, <laughs> they're, they're terrible, but yeah, they're yeah, great. Yeah, it doesn't look like it costs a lot of money to make, but mm. it's a fun... But now it's on, it's an animated version. Yeah. Which we haven't gotten around to yet, but yeah. finish the first version first. But that's, that's what we're left with. <laughs> Although, in the Canadian world, uh, thanks to... The Whipping Post. The Whipping Post. Check out his stuff on YouTube. It's really funny. Does he? Oh, he is on YouTube. Yeah, that's why we're Twitter comments. friends with him. Yeah. <laughs> he does these great little, like, uh, DOS-looking animations. Of... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I watch... I don't watch our stuff. <laughs> you don't watch so. any. <laughs> you hate stuff. 
But uh, yeah, he, he recommended. Uh, yes, yes. Kenny, Kenny? Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. Which is a, a, a much higher production value. Again, out of small town, but a, a slightly larger small town of idiots in Canada. <laughs> it's beautifully shot, though. And the dialogue is, like, it's it's whipped fast. Yeah. I mean, it's all, like, potty humor stuff, but, like... It's, oh, yeah, it's very dirty. <laughs> yeah. But, um... In that sense, it's... It, it, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a bunch of toilet humor, but it's, like, so rapid-fire and so creative that, like... You're you're just it's a roller coaster of words just coming at you. That, yeah, and every that. character has like their own thing mm. in a really strong way. And it, <laughs> so I when I he recommended it and I looked it up and the Wikipedia summary emphasizes hockey a lot. <laughs> and so I it's Canadian. It's Canadian, but like now it's not like prejudiced against Canadians because I don't like sports and so I was like I tweeted like if I don't like sports am I still gonna like this show without like mentioning that I had read that it's all about hockey and so like he wrote back like yeah it's just about small town doofuses but like now in retrospect now watching it it's not like some of the characters play hockey but it's not about hockey at all so I'd like I feel like maybe he was like why are you even asking this question (laughs) but it was because Wikipedia made it sound like it's a show about hockey players Mm. and it's not it's a show about Canadians some of whom happen to be hockey players in a small town way yeah any small town has Any small town has a hockey team. Has, <laughs> has a hockey team. <laughs> Hockey's only small. Town. No, whatever sport, softball or whatever that's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. part of a small town. Yeah. Whatever that is. But, um, yeah, it, it's surprisingly. It, and even those jokes themselves are like, I think, once again, this weird word salad that they've got. The two main characters that play hockey are like almost unintelligible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They are like real gym rats and they have like this old language, this gym rat language. Yeah. Um. But it's, it's, it's almost tough to like keep up with. I, I can imagine like it's probably great for watching multiple times because there's just like Turn so on many. Turn the, the closed captioning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I can read that fast. It, yeah. But it's, um, yeah, there's so many great one-liners. So I, I could imagine it being something that people would use as a touchstone for for one-liner gags yeah. in real life if you could keep up with it to, to grasp yeah well and it's also shot beautifully they have like it's very uh, Wes Anderson yeah there's, there's a real interest in shot composition which you know, a lot of those shots where like it cuts to one character who's narrating straight into the camera from like a, a middle distance yeah and it's, they work they live and work on a farm so there's yes. a lot of yeah, yeah, the exact <laughs> premise. Like, two of the characters are brother and sister, but it's not certain, like, how everybody else is related to each other. And, like, figuring out which ones are brother and sister was a, took us up a couple of episodes, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, there's, there's no... There's no slowing down to introduce you to the what this world is. You're just, like, kind of dropped in the middle of it. But that's kind of... That feels very exciting. Because it's so, it's like, I think, that's what I'm going to say in regards to shot composition, but also I guess in regards to like just dropping you in the middle of this world, is that it is so, they're so dumb and they're so crude, mm-hmm. um, that the, but that it's so lovingly shot and carefully produced. That's what I love is like where, works where like you wouldn't have to make it this nice what you do mm-hmm. um, and it's almost unnecessary given the, the the tone of the material to make it this nice but that you do I really always appreciate that well, I think that, that they have like us because even though the jokes are all like I mean there's a whole episode where they they start fart book yeah <laughs> which is a Facebook knockoff where you catalog your farts this is the level that the show yeah. is playing on but the 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 delivery, the, the thought that goes into the description and the writing is super, like, like Oscar Wilde, like, flowery of some kind of, like, rural poetry that is... Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, 
there's a script. They sit around there. like lovingly describing different sounds of farts. Yeah, <laughs> and even beyond that, it, it just everything that they use, like the, these monologues that just go on and on, and in the end, in a weird way, they're they are really beautiful. Yeah, it might be about like you know beating somebody up or something like that. And oh I yeah, they that, get in fights a lot. Yeah, but I think that's kind of the. It's it's interesting. How long has the show been on? It's like a couple of seasons now, right? There's, I think there might be like five or six seasons. That many? Wow. Yeah. But that well, that's the weird thing is, is, is it is almost contemporaneous with Corner Gas, but Corner Gas is definitely like your classic '90s three camera mm. sitcom with with you know a, a like certain the, number of sets and that's it. It looks like Degrassi with with less bucks behind it. Yeah, yeah. The the original Degrassi because. The Degrassi, the next generation. Well, now it looks like, it like looked Dawson's Creek or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas Letterkenny is like a single camera indie film. Yeah, definitely has the, the indie vibe to it. But it's interesting, and in, I mean, I guess yeah, five seasons is. There's a lot of like, uh, what is it, Saskatchewan or some some place that's total flatland, and it has like a lot of like Middle America connotations to it like I, yeah like, yeah if it wasn't for the dialogue i would think that i was watching some kind yeah, of like, for the accents <laughs> yeah <laughs> that there it it was some kind of commentary on america yeah because it is yeah like, there is like a, a running salt of the earth people that are smart but they're like deciding to like put everything into their hometown yeah, or that they're young people who are aimless and don't have opportunities. Yeah. Or, like, um, yeah, actually, there is, like, deep social commentary that's built in that they don't, like, ever lampshade. They never point it out. Mm -hmm. but, um, you get the whole, like, the, there's a whole the, group of goth meth. Yeah, the meth heads the, as a percolating storyline. I didn't expect it to, like, mm -hmm. I thought they were going to be a one-note joke, and it actually turns out, like as part of the commentary on what it's like to live in a small town as a, a young person mm -hmm. um, is pretty, turned out to be pretty important. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, another watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Still Thanks watch what we <laughs> Yeah, he recommended to us and we recommend it to you. Um, yeah, that was a good one. Maybe the best one of the summer so far. Yeah. Kind of lean, lean summer. <laughs> um, we kind of already talked about our videos this week. We don't have any commentary because the it's only all... thing that we have is uh, that was new, although it's old, was uh, all foreigners know each other. Oh yeah, the remix, the remix the version. Remix. Um, which is yeah, that's a another talking head where I. Discuss the fact that all foreigners in Lucho know each other. Which, which is like, like kind a, of true. It got, it's um, an annoying thing to admit is true, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because between Facebook and, um, and, and our channel, it got an interesting... Because I don't think anyone's ever seen it before. It was in the middle of Mega Short, so it yeah. was like eight minutes into a 20-minute video or something like that. Yeah. So probably no one's ever watched it. Um, and it got a decent amount of comments that were like all over the place. Whether it's just thumbs up that people thought it was you know funny and true, yeah. Other people like that was like offended by it, or people that. How can you, I'm talking situationally about my city yeah. and the people I know. Yeah. What no. are, you can't be offended by my experience. Yeah, uh, there were people. This is why I've stopped reading the comments. <laughs> or someone that thought that they. They, they didn't understand the point at all and said, like, well, maybe you've, have you tried, like, uh, talking to local Chinese people and not hanging out with foreigners? Like, uh, I, which I just, <laughs> that was the, I, well, I wrote back with, like, you know, I'm glad you were able to arrive somewhere near the point. <laughs> like, I mean, the, the way that people just don't pay attention to, like, what they're watching, listening well, to. Well, I think it's hard with talking about specific China topics Everybody who is has had a China experience brings their own baggage to whatever that conversation is because that like there's such a bigger conversation about like if you're a foreigner, 
do you engage with local people at all or do you kind of cocoon yourself away with other expats or do you snobbishly not hang out with other expats like there's so much personal stuff that people bring to those topics specifically that it is maybe like it's hard for them to hear exactly what they're saying over the noise of what they think that we're saying and that the, the, the debate that they already want to have with us based on the title. Yeah. Um, which is kind of why I prefer to step away from those topics and move into these weirder areas. Yeah. Or, like, with your character who is who is engaging with these, these like, so-called China hot-button topics mm. and taking it in <laughs> like such an extreme... How people are in your city? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, but I mean, like, so I kind of had a thoughtful but real engagement with the idea of, like, living abroad where other foreigners are and, like, how, how what that relationship is like, which is, for some people, a contentious idea. Whereas your character would make something up about, like... I don't know, making stink bombs and, and hiding them in, in swimming pools or something. Like, your character takes it off in such a ridiculous direction that even if you come in spoiling for this fight, mm. you're like, if you want to have that fight and you're you're either disappointed because you don't get to because this is obviously silly, mm-hmm. or you're, like, kind of diffused by the humor of it and you're like, ah. Right. Well, that's, what, that's what people do when they think something's funny. <laughs> It's no longer... But, like, if people if people want to fight with you based on what your title is, I don't think they necessarily listen to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, that, I mean, that's the, 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 the devil in, in YouTube, that you have to title something for some of them to click on it, because they're clicking on it deliberately because they want to fight with it. Yeah. And then when you're like, ah, oh, gotcha, it's about this, then, yeah. they're, then they're upset about that, and then they want to tell you an entire story about something completely that you probably even agree with or something. Yeah, the idea that, like... Yeah, I've had, like... You say in the video that that, that there's only a few of us in our little town, and I... I, I mean, this guy in particular, I don't remember his name, and I wouldn't say it, but it was somebody who's been all around China, Yeah. and he's got, you know, hats on, and he's standing in monasteries and everything like that, and Mm -hmm. he's around Chinese friends, and he's Probably, I, I want to say, like, most people are, like, in Beijing or Shanghai or something. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're like, our point is, there are no foreigners where we live. And we're fine with that. That's the context of the video. Right, right. So I'm for not... you to, like, actually be, like, somehow upset then thinking that, like, what, that we're, we're dying to find other foreigners? Like, that's our point, is that we're perfectly cool with it. I don't have that problem where like there's us foreigners. Well, all also for me, it, so. the nut of the story is that that moment on the bus where I like mm. was waving at a guy I knew, and that the the Chinese person next to me was like, <laughs> "All yeah. foreigners know each other." And That's it, a like, funny anecdote that happened. Yeah, it happened to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> that happened to me. <laughs> How dare you have? But because I think there's also like. Who's doing China right? Yeah, that's who's, a big part. Who's more Who's more Chinese than you? And like, because I have Chinese friends. Well, I don't you make, only have Chinese friends. Yeah, yeah. I don't make videos about. Or, I have Chinese friends in our videos. Yeah, yeah. I just don't make videos about like the fact of having Chinese friends because that would seem. And weird. it's hard for the context, like I. It's to extraordinary get... to know other foreigners. It's not extraordinary to know other Chinese that's, people. Yeah, the point is that like we don't really have that situation. I mean, I know that that's what's different than other people that are from bigger cities. Like um, our other friend, inviting China, check her stuff out. Also, um, she writes that uh, that she has in her city. She's in Xi'an, and I asked her like, well, how many? Because she used to live in a smaller place, so mm-hmm. she was talking about. How many people are there? I'm like, how many people are there in your town? Like, I don't know. We have like between ten and forty throughout the year, if you don't count the medical students. Yeah, there's if a couple you, hundred medical students from abroad. But we don't really get to talk to them because they're always in class. And they're med school students, <laughs> yeah. so they're pretty busy. So the 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 social scene mm-hmm. is pretty tiny. Like it yeah. never gets over fifty, right? Yeah. So I, I, I have 50s. That sounds like a lot, right? Yeah. Like, it's usually around six. Yeah. 
So that's what we're, we have to work with. And so I asked her, like, well, I don't really have numbers. Like, I don't know. I've never been to Xi'an. I don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. How many people do you have? Like, do you have, like, a hundred foreigners? Do you have a thousand? Do you have more? She's like, oh, we've got thousands. And depending uh. on, like, what time of year, too, because you've got lots of universities and stuff, apparently. So, like, when, when, when people are seeing what we're talking about of, like, oh, my God, there's six foreigners in town. And we see each other occasionally. Right, right. They're measuring it against the like. I go to McMuckin's pub, you know, every right, Tuesday, right. and there's a hundred foreigners yeah, like in yeah. my booth by myself. Well, and that's the case there. Is that not all foreigners in Xi'an would know each other? Yeah. That's. I mean, that's the. If all the foreigners know each other, it's because there are not a lot of foreigners. And she knows a lot of them too. Uh, like I, I think she says that. Uh, She's on WeChat groups, um, many of them go to the same mosque as her, so she has like a huge community uh-huh. in a huge city. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're like in like Beijing or something and you hear people talking about like, oh, I, I have all foreigners know each other, like, we do, there's six of us. Yeah, yeah. That's our point. <laughs> but, I mean, some people... Like I said, they're not listening to what you're saying. They're list- They're waiting for you to stop talking so yeah, they, can, yeah. they can make their point. Um, yeah, that goes all the way around. And which is, that's not just the internet. It's been magnified by the internet, but, I mean, those people in real life probably do that to their conversation yeah. partners. Then there's, there's another person who, uh, uh, who we've talked about before, we've covered before, um, Fireplace, mm-hmm. asks, he's an American, also on YouTube, Awesome stuff. Check it out. Is uh, he asked? Well, well, he post first wrote, but how? And I was like, oh, what? Wait, but how? What? How we're part of the problem? It, by the way that you ended it, I, I wasn't quite sure what he meant. But uh, he writes. Oh yeah, because I, I end the video by saying that all foreigners know each other. I'm part of the problem that Chinese people think right. all foreigners. That was like a cheeky little joke. Yeah. Um, so he he wrote, he just wrote, but how? Mm-hmm. And I got a little nervous of like, oh, how are we part of the problem? That's that's kind of a joke. Or like, no, he's, he's like, how do you all know each other? Oh, yeah, because it's a small city. Yeah. That's why. It's a small city. And like, I mean, I think I wrote like that you have um, the, 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 whether it's the grocery store or the mall or like the, these places that you go to for Western comforts, you're going to see those people yeah. there. Or also, if you're in a bigger city, you've, you've also got WeChats and things like that. Well, also because we're all trading what we know about the jobs that are available to foreigners yeah. in Luzhou. So, like, a lot, a lot of the foreigners have worked at a lot of the different schools. We kind of, like, rotate through. Yeah. Um, when one person gets bored with one job, yeah, they all switch yeah, it up. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's how. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, there's, like, certain things of... I mean, yeah, at some point you just know everybody, and when a new person comes in, they get clicked in easily. I mean, there's only, like, I mean, if you look up Lu Zhou, where Dustin and Connie, maybe, are the yeah. only people that are going to pop up with anything that are yeah. actively on... In the, English. In English. On about Lu Zhou. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so. and there are some, I would say some of, not not Peter and I, we're not very social, but there, some of the foreigners are very, like, active, proactive about, yeah. like welcoming new foreigners and like kind of building our, our community which so to, to I guess justify that because I think you know yeah I totally see you move to China maybe you should talk to Chinese people yeah. maybe you should have Chinese friends but it is helpful to have a community of people who are from your own culture um, just for like familiarity sometimes and you can help each other out. I mean, it's the same reason um, why different ethnicities in America kind of congregate together in neighborhoods because they can help each other navigate this foreign country together. Um, I don't think that's inherently a bad thing. I think if you're only hanging out with people who are like you in the situation where you're in a, a culture that's different from yours, you're cutting yourself off from something important I think like maybe like the main if you if it's your choice to move to a foreign country um you're cutting yourself off from that culture by not I can making see like foreign if, if your company has moved over here and you, you didn't actually want to move to a foreign country then yeah I'm going to 
whatever local place to get hamburgers. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's just fine. That's the, the life that you're yeah. chose because yeah. you chose a business or something. But, but even then, chose... like, I, th I think you're, you're cutting yourself off from a, an incredible experience. Well, definitely. If you, but my point being that if you've made your choice of I'm going to that country. Oh, yeah. I meant as opposed to, like, an asylum seeker. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even then, like, maybe you'll have a good time in your 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 new country. Um, if they let you stay. I mean, that's hopefully why you're seeking asylum, is it's a better experience yeah. than where you came from. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Make friends with whoever you want to make friends with. Or don't have any friends. That's fine, too. <laughs> yeah. S stay home and play a farming simulation game. For your farming podcast and talk about other people that you don't know on the internet. Yeah. Our internet friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm getting a little punchy. What time are we at? I don't know. You're sick of it, huh? I'm sick of I'm sick of something. <laughs> sick of you. But I'm never sick of noodles. Noodles to you.